Apple announced iMac updates earlier this week. Should you buy an iMac when Apple Silicon is on the horizon? There's also a major change in Apple leadership that we'll talk about on this episode of the Macworld Podcast. I'm Robert Loyola here with Jason Cross. Hello. And Michael Simon. Good morning. Busy week this week. So we got new iMacs. They had been rumored for a while, and they're finally here. These weren't the rumored ones, though. Yeah, we heard about a new design, and these aren't they. I'm assuming that'll be the 21-inch, probably with the first round of the Apple the the, the Apple Silicon will probably go in the 21-inch, and the 27-inch will stay. I I don't know. It's it's all very messy and confusing. Because now iMacs usually have, you know, 12 to 18 months between updates. So, but we've also heard rumors that the 21-inch is going to be part of the first round of Apple Silicon Macs, and that one hasn't been updated in, in quite a while. Right. They made a slight change to sort of the, 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 the specs, storage. the ordering specs, yeah. which is like, you don't, there's no more regular hard drive available. You can get a Fusion drive or a, an SSD yeah, which is nice. The SSD is, you know, overdue, but, you know, welcome. But, yeah, they didn't, uh, the chip is still an 8th gen and everything else. The camera is the same. You know, they didn't really change the things that they brought to the 27-inch, and I don't think they will until it gets an Apple chip. So what did they bring to the 27? What's new? I mean, it's the same overall design. But yeah, the, d- the design's the same. They have a new FaceTime camera, which is the iMac Pro one that they should have put in there, I don't know, five years ago. <laughs> well, it's so, 1080p instead yeah, of 720p. Right, but which is but nice. that it's not resolution like super is high not, ends, no. Is not quality. Like it if it's like the iMac Pro one, it's like, well, it's a higher res garbage. Like it's still right. really bad. They they tell you it's better in low light and stuff like that, but it's still bad. Yeah, it's there's bad. algorithms and things that do work, but it's right. not yeah, it's it's not what it could be. Right. Apple is still, for whatever reason, just refusing to just upgrade these cameras. And now, like, they're necessary. You know, before yeah. it was just, you know, FaceTime here and there. But, you know, people use these things every single day. And I bet a lot of people for the first time saw, like, wait, what is this garbage in my iMac? Because yeah. it's, you know, now you need it. And all of a sudden, you're on a meeting and people can't see what you see because you're all blurry. <laughs> Dark and there's pixel grainy stuff yeah, yeah. everywhere. So, so that, yeah. that's the that's the new the biggest you know the headline feature is the is the camera I guess that was part of Apple's headline. There's there's new 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 mics like studio mics and um, uh, there's an algorithm for low lighting and things like that. But as you said, yeah, um, the mic array thing that's be. that's sort of what the uh, uh, new MacBook Pro is doing. Yeah, new microphone array with new processing. That was really a big Pro. change too. It's really good mic change and same with the speakers what they did with the yep. iMac Pro with the speakers. The display is pretty much the same, except it's true tone and you can yep. spend 500 bucks to get that nano texture right, finish, right, which is which... awesome. But $500 is not like people buying a regular iMac are not looking at $500 to make their screen not glossy and go, yeah, I'm into that. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, even like, even though the top of the line iMac is like 10 grand, no one is, no one's doing that. Right. If you're spending that it's much a on a Mac, you're not getting Mac machine. It's a shame because it really is the best sort of non-reflective glossy coat yeah, for sure. thing that we've seen. Like it's really great, but yeah, I'm sure the price the price will come down at some point. Yeah, one ninety nine would be a lot better for that upgrade. Yeah. That would I mean, still be expensive, but like 
I could see people would look at that in an Apple store and go, oh, 200 bucks. Yeah, especially if they had them like on display side by side so you can see what you're getting. But 500 bucks, I mean, that's like 25% of the cost of the unit. <laughs> you're adding a lot. I mean, but it but it is cool that they, you know, it's cool that they're bringing it to something more than that ridiculous high-end display that's five grand. There was some speculation that you couldn't upgrade the RAM anymore, but that's not the case. It's still the same. It's the user user upgradable after the fact. You don't have to spend all that money on Apple's um, BTO RAM. Right. The SSD is soldered on. So get the storage you want. But that's And it starts at 256, which is a bit low. Uh, <laughs> you should probably... Yeah, there's also Thunderbolt 3 you can use external if you don't have the cash up front. But yeah, if you can't afford it, get the bigger hard drive inside. It's using 10th generation Intel processors. You can get turbo boost up to 5 gigahertz on the uh, 3.8 gigahertz 8 core. Yeah, Intel's the 10th gen, the generation stuff for Intel's gotten so confusing and messed up. But honestly, like it's not really much different than the Intel chips they had before. They just clock a little better. Um, you're not going to notice a major difference there. The major difference is in the graphics going from the Radeon, you know, 580, 560, those, that generation of the 5000 series, the Navi things are it's a much faster graphics. So that's great. But you know, it's still, it's still the iMac that we know, right? The, the big old bezels, the same design, the iMac needs a, to, a reset button. And this is definitely not it. It's, this is definitely just like, yep, more incremental improvements, not, not the new thing. I mean, I think we've heard enough or we've seen enough smoke to, to, to kind of glean that that's on the way. It might be six months or four months or who knows. But um, it, they're definitely working on something. But yeah, you're right. The iMac is extremely... I mean, it's still the best all-in-one, mainly because people don't really make them anymore. There's, there's two-in-ones are the thing. It's, it's, it's an old design. It's, a, it's, a, you know, it, it's not Apple's in a most innovative product. But this upgrade, if you're in a production environment and you're using a machine that's several years old now, the thing about investing in this particular iMac now is that you know your software is going to work even when the transition happens because the last thing you want to do is like if you're in, especially in your production environment is if you're investing in this new apple silicon and you're not quite sure if your software is going to run the way you want it to run so you may not want to jump into that transition immediately and you got this iMac that's fast and it'll last a while. Yeah, they're going to get OS updates for, for years and, and people will continue to make Intel binaries for you know quite a long time because people are hanging on to their Macs for five years or more, you know, and you're not going to give up making your software run on everyone's 2019 MacBook. And I mean, if, if nothing else, this is a signal from Apple that we are not just abandoning the Intel ship when this thing rolls out. Which is what they said. They said, you know, we still have products to come for the next. It's going to take two years for them to, to for the hardware to completely transition. And then software is going to last for a while. So, And I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, they this is five or so years down the road. They're still 
releasing OS updates for Intel Macs. Like the PowerPC one was relatively quick and they kind of were really pushing people to Intel. I don't think that's necessarily going to be the case here. I think there's going to be a split between the pro and the consumer lines and they're going to take their time and do things slowly and, you know, really kind of say the people who invested all this money in the Mac Pro for, for a big example, but even the, this 27-inch iMac, that don't worry, we are not going to just cut you off and, and leave you flapping in the wind. Yeah, the, the PowerPC stuff, I think it was about five years or so that they continued to support those. From when they're for OS 10, yeah, but the messaging was pretty clear that we want you off of these old machines and onto the new ones. So it was they they said it was going to take a, a couple of years to transition, and they actually got it done in less time, the hardware, and then they continued another three or more years to to make OS updates and stuff. And I think we're probably going to end up seeing something relatively similar. I mean, yeah, for for the consumer stuff for sure. I just I wonder, like, are we going to get uh, Apple silicon-based Mac Pro, or are they going to keep selling the the Intel workstation? I mean, that that that's the the bigger question I have is that one machine. Their their whole, I mean, their whole lineup is supposed to go to Apple Silicon, right? At some point, it's probably going to be the last one. Is the is the the Mac Pro, or they'll drop the Mac Pro or something, right? That that will happen last. But it, what what will happen is they'll even if you stop making a mac os update that supports intel max in 2025 <laughs> or something you'll people with a mac pro will just stay on the old mac os for a couple of years i mean not everybody updates mac os every year yeah i mean i'm still on uh mojave because i have an old version of photoshop <laughs> that's not the 64-bit yeah and people will do the same thing they'll say well i have an intel mac i can't update my mac os i'm not going to update my my apps, I'll get a couple more years out of this Mac Pro that I spent 20 grand on. The bottom line is I wouldn't, if someone said, listen, my iMac's dying, should I wait X number of months or should I buy this? I would say, you know, go, you know, it's, 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 a, it's an investment that's not going to seem like it's obsolete next year. I would say that if they were interested in a 27-inch iMac. If they're interested in the 21, I would say, eh, there's a good chance that the, you before the year and certainly with a laptop any mac laptop i'd say like i mean if you need one you need one now you need one now but if you can wait i would wait yeah i mean they said before the end of the year so we're running already in august so we're what three four there'll probably be an october event to to showcase all this stuff so we're, we're getting there we're getting there time is flying Flying and also like, not flying. Did you say? Well, that's the funny thing. You said it's August, and I went, "Is it really yeah, August?" Time, time has no meaning anymore. If yeah. if not for the calendar on my wall, I would have no idea what what month it is. No. Yeah, two weeks was both yesterday yeah, and, and a million years ago. <laughs> yes. At the same time. Uh, speaking of a million years, uh, there's a man who works at Apple, Phil Schiller, who seems like he's been there a million years. Over 30. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. He is going to become Apple's next fellow. He is now an Apple fellow. They announced he is the, what, senior VP of marketing at Apple. Worldwide marketing. Worldwide marketing, specifically. They didn't say he was stepping down because he's still going to be in charge of marketing for the App Store and Greg Jawsweak. Jawsweak. Jaws is how they call him. He's taking over. It's a big change at Apple because 
He's been there as long as I can read. He, he's had a little bit less of a of a public role at Apple's events than he has in the past re- lately. Like he wasn't at all in the WWDC keynote where usually he would have been the Mac transition guy. And he would have talked about, you know, that stuff. He, uh, it was, that was all um, Craig Federighi. I mean, the thing about Apple is they've, they've lost some big names lately. I mean, obviously Johnny Ive, I'm going to butcher her name because I don't really know how to say it, but um, uh, uh, Andrea and, and, Andritz, uh, Anhertz, whatever. You know, she was a big name, the, 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 the retail chief. But Apple has such a deep bench that it's not, you know, yes, it's a, it's a headline and they'll have to do some shuffling, but... I mean, they have so many uh, big name guys that are just going to walk right in and, and not miss right. a beat. And in this case, this was known like Jaws. Um, they Jaws has worked under, uh, has been a VP, not a senior VP, uh, in the worldwide marketing team under for four years or something now. And he's already been sort of in charge of the marketing for the iPhone, which is the V product. It's it's clear they've been planning this for a while. This is just sort of a way to transition slowly into retirement, I think. Yeah, I don't think he's going to go to like Intel or something. Like he's just going to, he'll be on as a consultant for a while and then he'll go. Yeah, fellow is a job position. It's not just a, it's not an honorary title. It's a, you know, you, you have, if you're a fellow, you're a job, that's your job, right? Yeah, I mean, he was his, uh, back when, not back when, it was like a month ago, as you say, Jason, a million years and, and, and a month. But when, when the App Store was, was getting beat up a little bit, he kind of stepped in and did some interviews and did some, uh, you know, some statements to, to smooth that over. And I, I assume that he'll do that for a little while and then that'll be taken over by someone else as well. Yeah, this, I, I think there's another, the next stage for the transition is for him to retire in a couple of years probably and just, you know. Although he said in his statement as part of this that he's, he'll continue to work at Apple for as long as they'll have him. But I think that sounds more like... As long as they'll, you know, as long hey, as they'll as long pay as they me to do nothing. <laughs> yeah, as long as they want to keep paying me for consulting. Right, yeah. You know, but his, his day-to-day uh, is, is going to be less and that's, I think, eventually going to be a lot less. Yeah. And you know these these transitions are good. You know they they bring up. Yeah, this bring... is a planned smooth transition. Yeah. I I saw I saw some takes on it that were like, oh, this is a, a massive shift and stuff. It's, it's not really a massive shift. The guy they're handing it to is is pretty has already been very involved in Apple product marketing for years and has handled the the big product they have, the biggest problem they have that, which is the iPhone. You know it's it's handing it off to the next logical person. It's not bringing in someone from outside when they hired Angela Earhart's from Burberry and stuff like that. That was a transition. That was a change. That was like, we're bringing in someone from the outside who, you know, worked in a different industry. You know, this is not that at all. Yeah. Apple marketing isn't going to change very much You know, with the retail with Angela they needed to do something a little different. They wanted to they wanted to change the direction of, of retail, and so they brought in somebody who was outside from the outside who had had a different experience, uh, had a major success with Burberry, so that's why they wanted to do that. Whereas with Apple marketing, it's recognizable, and I don't think they want to change it in any way. It's, it's su- successful for Apple, so why would they want to change it? Yeah, right, right. now. 
And, you know, as, as we say, you know, Apple, this is now how many big names, not to mention the passing of Steve Jobs. I mean, they've dealt with this. They know what they're doing. They know how to pivot if they have to. They know how to move to the next, you know, the next phase here. And, you know, I don't think that we're going to notice anything. I mean, Johnny Ive is way more of an influence on Apple's day to day. And he hasn't been there now for a while. And they're, moved, they're, they're just as smooth as they were. They're fine. They, didn't even, they never even replaced Johnny Ive technically. They shuffled some some reached some uh, reporting and they they elevated the people below him to a but not not to Johnny Ive's level at all. Although for all we know, he's still there. <laughs> we just don't know it because we don't know what he's up to. Because <laughs> was it you, Mike, or was it Jason who pointed out that in, in our a company Slack that uh, Johnny Ives company's uh, URL doesn't. Even well, it, it does. I mean, may, maybe it does because it just goes to a white screen. That might be what he wants. <laughs> Who knows? But it's yeah, it's just completely blank, and we haven't heard anything from him other than the not Johnny Ive Twitter account. <laughs> he hasn't. He, he he's just keeping a completely low profile. Yeah, uh, the biggest deal about this is just how long Phil's been there. This would be like. You know, Ed, Eddie Q or Craig Federighi like stepping down or partially stepping down or something. It's this is a name. This is one of those names people know and have known at Apple for a few decades now. Yeah, and that's the bigger story is that Apple, you know, they're the old guard, so to speak, is gradually all phasing out for for the new Apple. And yeah, there's going to be some people who think it's a sign of of, of trouble. But, you know, Phil Schill has been here 30 years and he has a ton of money yeah, and he has, he's, of there's, there's no reason for him. You know, it's fine. It's just a sign of age. Yeah, I mean, yeah, of you're course. 60, you're an Apple yeah. exec and, and you're like, I can't even spend all You have money. zillions of dollars. Yeah, like, <laughs> what do you need to do anymore? Well, that was the, also the thing. I was like, why, why are you still there? Yeah, <laughs> you, got, you got all this money yeah. now. Why are you still there? I mean, I guess they're not doing it solely for the money, but he basically said, hey, I, I want to enjoy my friends and my hobbies and my family, which I can't do because I'm busy here all the time. So, I mean, who, who among us wouldn't take that gig? <laughs> I, I would not yeah. wait till I'm 60. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There's some news on the phone front. Some news. Uh, <laughs> some news. <laughs> news. A lot of news. It's been the biggest, the, well, the, the, the busiest week in my, in my last decade. <laughs> if you don't pay attention to phones outside of the iPhone, maybe you don't know what's going on. But there is a lot of activity going on right now with, with Android handsets. Mike's been really busy. So, Mike, what's the lowdown on what's coming out yeah uh, uh samsung and google which are basically with now that huawei has been banned from selling phones in the u.s those are the two big names in android so google announced very quietly very apple like with the iphone se was just kind of popped up on the on their website monday morning the uh pixel 4a which is uh something of a cut rate version of the pixel 4 um, it was supposed to come out in May by all all signs point to that it was supposed to come out in May and due to the pandemic and Google I.O. being canceled and everything else that it's just been delayed. Production issues have caused problems. So it came out now, launching in the middle of August. And then Samsung had their big unpacked event, which amongst other things, the Note 20 and the Note 20 Ultra came out. That was yesterday and they're launching... Um, 
uh, I think around the same time, right? around August, the middle, like August 20th, the middle of August. So yeah, those are those are two huge phones. Very different. The Note is a thousand dollars and thirteen hundred dollars, and the Pixel 4a is three fifty. So these are these are two Can very you get opposite a Pixel ends. 4a at any carrier you walk yes. into. Yeah, there's okay. well they they're unlocked through Google that work on all of them. Sure, of course. And but I mean, can you walk into any carrier store and and get one? Because that's how people buy phones in this country. I believe so. I I I, I gotta look that up. But um, they, they they had their exclusive Verizon thing with the original Pixel and Pixel Two that they that's no longer. So yeah, I believe AT and T's T Mobile and Verizon will be carrying the Pixel Four A. But I'll, I'll I'll have to double check that. But however you buy it, it's it's three hundred forty nine bucks, which is a ridiculously good deal. Um, and has a and the camera is apparently great. The camera is basically the camera in the Pixel Four. So the Pixel Four has two cameras: a telephoto lens and a main, just a regular wide lens. This is that one, so it doesn't have two, but it's the same hardware, and it brings all of that stuff: the night mode and the uh, uh, the, the 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 star mode and the uh, live exposure, the the, the the HDR live and the dual exposure, all those all that stuff. That was relatively exclusive to the four and the three and some other phones is, is now on this three hundred fifty dollar phone that I have not had a chance to play with yet, but I will. And but I, I'm sure it, it it like that's the number one thing. If you want a, a budget phone or or mid range phone, whatever whatever you want to call it, three hundred fifty bucks that takes great pictures. This is this is going to be the one to get. Plus you'll get you know Google's version of Android. Three years of updates, all that stuff. So it is a it's a it's a ridiculously good deal for. It's kind of amazing bucks. that three years of updates is like this amazingly. That's great. it. Like that's that's the that's the mountaintop. Samsung just announced that too, and everyone's like, "Wow, three years!" Yeah, I mean, I I constantly point that out whenever I compare the two. Is that Apple doesn't even have to say that, but you know you're getting at least five years. In it's just how it is, but yeah, Android, you they're they're slumming it with updates over there, and I guarantee you, uh, those three once that three year hits, you're done. Like Google already with the Pixel One, they gave a one Android ten update and then said sorry, like that's it, like that's that's how they that's how it operates. It's 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 tough. That's you know it's it, some of it has to do with hardware optimization and other with fragmentation and there's a lot of issues, but yeah, it sucks because. You buy an iPhone and you're good. I mean, my the iPhone success I bought in 2015 is getting yeah. iOS 14. I mean, On the other hand, it's not really apples and apples. It's, no, it's it, not. That's the that's the, the bigger issue. There's all different right. versions of Android, all different forks. But even on the Pixel, which Google controls part and parcel, they stop it at three. What years. I mean is, when you stop getting OS updates, you don't stop getting all the new apps and stuff like that. They send app updates, Google Play services updates, and stuff are separate from the OS update, so you still get those things. That's not true of, of Apple, you know, it, all those Apple updates, all of its apps and stuff is part of the OS update. So it's a bigger deal to get app updates, I mean, to get OS updates on, on the Apple device. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a good point. So yeah, so that's that phone. And then the Note is Samsung's super high-end productivity device or whatever you want to call it. It has an S Pen on board. As always, that's the difference between that and the Galaxy S. Um, the S Pen has a nine millisecond latency now, which is as good as the Apple Pencil. 
so it feels you know much quicker there's, you don't there's, you don't get that lag that slight lag that you used to get uh, has the fastest Qualcomm processor and 128 or 512 gigs of storage 12 gigs of RAM and it's just a it's a it's a monster 6.9 inch screen 120 Hertz refresh on the ultra the note 20 the smaller one which is 6.7 inches it's not that small but I, I wrote an article today comparing it to the iPhone 11 Pro. So, of course, they cost the same. And they're both a thousand bucks, yeah. And if you take away the size of the screen, which is 5.8 on the iPhone 11 Pro and 6.7 on the Note 20, which is, you know, significantly different uh, aspect ratios and everything, you know, it's not quite apples to apples, but it's, it's, it's bigger. Other than that, the iPhone 11 is hands down the better phone to get samsung cut corners big time on the note 20 um and versus the note 20 ultra and even versus the s versus the versus the s20 like it doesn't have a 120 hertz screen it has a has a has a full hd screen rather than a, a quad hd i mean there's it doesn't have a memory card oh slot. wow so if that's that's kind of a low resolution yeah versus for a them huge screen yeah. uh samsung's you know you get that the, the bigger issue is they've set up these phones as having the best of everything and then they take it all away and still charge a thousand bucks. So, you know, if you're not pouring over that spec sheet and you walk into a store, it's, oh, well, I'll get that one because it's only 0.2 inches smaller. That You're really getting a lesser phone. I would get the iPhone 11 Pro over that one. What it does have, both phones, has, you know, fantastic zoom lens, which the iPhone doesn't have. The Ultra has a 120 hertz screen, which is what the iPad Pro had, but the iPhone doesn't yet. And there's rumors all over the place. Some say we're going to get it on this one. Some say we don't. It's looking that the rumors are starting to turn towards we're not. Maybe on the Pro, but it, it's it's starting to seem like Apple's going to hold off on that. And listen, this is what Apple does. They wait until the last possible moment to add features like this. It would be nice to have. It's not. It's not essential. But I will say after using it, you don't want to go back to 60 hertz, which is the normal refresh rate. It's it's really nice. But, you know, the iPhone, it'll still be fine. They still touch sample faster. You know, it's still it's still a good experience. But 120 hertz would be would, would be nice. And, um, you know, it's just it's Samsung's best effort. And it's it's good. I just got mine in this morning. Also haven't had a chance to open it. But I'm sure it's, you know, it's fantastic. The uh, 1300 bucks is a lot of money. It's more than the iPhone 11 Pro Max starts at. But, you know, you're getting all, everything that you could possibly want in a phone. And then... Yeah, the best of everything. everything. Yeah. Most, most of the life of these phones will be lived uh, competing against the iPhone 12, though. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. It, it, it's like just this first couple months that it's really up against the iPhone 11. And then, you know, by October, iPhone 12s will be out and spend the rest of the, the next nine months. Yeah, yeah. Being I mean, the, the biggest thing with that is 5G. Um, the Note, well, the, the, the Pixel 4a doesn't have it yet, but they have teased that a version is coming out in October, um, which will cost 500 bucks, which is a great price for a 5G Android phone. Yeah, and but it's still 150 bucks more. It's yeah, it's 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 more. It's a lot more. And it, it'll also have a better processor. It'll have the well. I'm not going to get into it on this podcast, but it, but it, but it, but it will be a better processor as well. 
So, and if you compare it against other 5G Android phones, it's 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 very aggressive. And the, the Note, both models have 5G, and they and Samsung has supported 5G f- all this year and some of their phones last year as well. And listen, going forward, 5G is very important. Right now, it just is not because no, it's one of those things where if you're buying a phone and you're going to hang on to this phone for you know three or four years or more then it's absolutely going to matter in the next couple of years of its life. If you buy a new phone every year, you're it's, not missing a whole that's lot. That's exactly right. right now. Yeah, and I've tested some of the speeds in certain areas, in, in certain parts of the world. You can get ridiculous speeds. If For the most part, it's a little faster than LTE. It's not mind-blowing yet. And now with the pandemic and everything getting, schedules getting pushed back and, and things getting delayed, now you know what was going to happen in 2021 probably isn't happening until 2022 all these networks being built out and the speeds increasing so um, basically right now unless you have t-mobile and even then like i said i've tested it the speeds are are a little better than lte they're not mind-blowing but they're the only one that has a real network that you can use right now well mike has details on the new android phones and he's uh actually done a couple of spec comparisons to Apple's offerings. So we'll have links to those articles in our show notes and you can check those out. And I'll be doing, um, you know, more in-depth comparisons as I test these things out and reviews and lots of other stuff to come. Well, that does it for this week's episode of the Macworld podcast, episode 708. I'd like to thank Jason Cross. Thank you. And thanks to Michael Simon. Thank you, sir. And thanks to you, the audience, for tuning in. You can subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, through SoundCloud, or on Spotify. If you have any comments or questions, send us an email at podcast at macworld.com, or you can contact us through Twitter, that's at Macworld, or on the Macworld Facebook page. Join us in the next episode of the Macworld Podcast as we talk about the latest news and happenings in the world of Apple. See you next time. Thank you.